Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, good morning and welcome to the uh, <laughs> first week in November golf show here on 93.7 The Fan. I'm Mike DeDurich. I'm your host. Uh, every week during the golf season from 7 to 8 a.m. Uh, happy to be here today. Um, it's a week before the Masters. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and we'll talk about it next week, too. Um, it, it is very strange, in my estimation, that... We're going to be playing the Masters in the middle of November, a week or so before Thanksgiving. We all know why we're doing that. It's because of COVID-19 and the PGA Tour shutting down everything like all the other sports did. So instead of playing in April, we're going to be playing in November. And that's going to be different, obviously. The turf is going to be different. The, the, the greens are going to be different. They'll try uh, and probably succeed in making it as close as possible to what the, the players see in April. Um, you know, they have Bermuda. They have a rye that they grow in. Uh, on top of that, and they can do wonderful things, um, things that you wouldn't expect were possible getting a golf course ready. What the experts, quote-unquote, are, are saying is that with the weather force forecast being pretty good next week, high 70s, um, no rain until at least Friday, and that's not a, a a real threat at this point. There's a tropical storm turning around down in, uh, south of Florida, and if it comes up the coast, that could be an issue, but it's way too far out to be worrying about that. But the turf is going to be a little different. It's not going to be the same kind of firm turf that those guys are used to. They say it may be a little softer even. And if that's the case, that length lengthens up an already difficult golf course. Um, I believe they play it now at about 7,400 yards. But the yardage isn't really the, the deal there. It's getting the ball in places that you need to get them to and then 
hitting the greens. Now you say, why is that different than any other golf course that you play? You always want to get your tee ball in a good place for your second shot, and you always want to try to get it on the green. Well, yeah, you do, but these are different kind of greens. These are slopey, uh, rolling kind of greens that when they can get them up to the speed they want, and of course they can do that by having installed one of those sub-air systems underneath each green. And I understand that there are even a couple fairways that have that uh, system underneath where they can monitor the dampness of the soil. I told you they can do crazy things down there. Um, it's going to be interesting from a couple different viewpoints, I think. Um, and I know I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about the Masters as it gets closer and closer, talking to my friends about it, just like um, many of my listeners do, I'm sure. Um, they're, you're tweeting, texting, whatever you do, to communicate, maybe even do the old-fashioned just talking to to one another about what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to be the guy that's going to win? Um, <laughs> it's funny how, you know, during the normal Masters, you go back and look from the beginning of the year, and you kind of get an idea about who's playing well, Who's not? But there's always that one guy that kind of sticks out. And, you know, for a long time it was Tiger. Um, now it's really interesting because the top two guys in a lot of categories are Bryson DeChambeau and Stuart Sink. There's the, the young and the older Sink has played well coming in. Can he win? I don't know. I don't know if he'll putt well enough to win. I think I've told you this story before. When um, Laurel Valley hosted uh, the Pennsylvania Classic way back a couple decades ago probably, um, I got a call on a Wednesday morning and, and was asked if I wanted to play in the Pro-Am. They had an opening that they needed to fill. And I said, sure. I said, who am I playing with? And how serious are you about this? He said, no, I need to get this filled. If you can get out here, you're going to go. I said, okay. I said, who? And he said, you'll see when you get there. So I get there, and it turns out it's Stuart Sink. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever spent four hours on a golf course with a nicer man. And I play with, you know, nice guys when I go out and, and play. Um, you know, I don't want to I kind of steer away from the guys that I would say aren't nice guys necessarily. But Sink had such a good personality, attitude, 
and it was the uh, first tournament back after 9-11. So everybody was unsettled. Everybody was, you know, really confused and concerned about where we went from there. Sink was was unbelievable. Um, I played with him and two guys from a corporation in New Jersey. And the darndest thing was <laughs> we played 18 holes starting on the 10th hole. And when we were on the same tee together on 10, that was virtually the last time that we were all together. The two guys from the corporation took off, and it was like Sink and I didn't exist. I thought that was strange. These guys had paid, well, their company had paid big bucks to get them into this pro-am to be with a pro. Well, they, they really had no interest in that. They just took off on their own. And that left Stuart Sink and I to watch walk 18 holes at Laurel Valley. That was a great experience, one that I'll always remember. Um, he asked about 9-11, and when I told him about how the Flight 93 had gone over Laurel Valley on its way down, um, it was low enough that the guys could see the wings dipping from side to side, which was pretty much was the time that they were trying to get control of the plane back. But he asked a lot of questions, but he was just a good guy. Um, but good guys don't always win, and um, I'm not thinking that he's going to be the guy who's going to win, but he's up there in a lot of categories because he won an event earlier this year. Uh, I'm going to give you my pick at the end of the show because I want to keep you on pins and needles, I'm sure, seeing who I pick and the guy won't win. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of things going on um, uh, about this. Uh, Roy McElroy needs the, uh, a win at the Masters to complete his career Grand Slam. That would be really a cool place. I mean, a, a, a cool year for him to do that. He had one really good chance. Um, I don't remember the date. Uh, it wasn't all that long ago, but um, he was leading, going, making the turn uh, on Sunday, and he proceeded to yank his tee shot on 10 over to a place where uh, the viewing public only had heard about. Nobody had seen any anything about that area. It's over by some cabins that they have for members and their guests. Um, and he spiraled out of control in the back nine and 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 didn't win. So there's you know there's that. Um, there's Bryson DeChambeau. Everybody's excited about what he's going to do and how he's going to play the golf course. Um, he, with his length and how he played the open, I guess, you know, he, he would be the favorite in a lot of people's minds. But 
attacking a golf course the way he did at Wingfoot um, might not be the wisest thing for him to do. Um, there is talk that on um, 13, one of those beautiful par fives uh, on the backside in Amen Corner, uh, there's talk that he's going to hit his tee ball up over the trees on the right side and hope to get it into 14 fairway, which would give him a better angle into that green, um, um, allowing him maybe a better shot to get the ball on the green without having to go over the water Ray's Creek in front of uh, the green. Now he can do that because there aren't going to be any patrons. It's going to be fanless. And I think we've talked about that plenty of times over the summer. Um, it's going to be such a difference not hearing those roars uh, from Amen Corner. Um, but they've decided not to to um, have patrons this year. They feel it's the safe thing to do. But it is going to affect a lot of things, like um, lines that guys will take off the tee. Um, they've shied away from some of the lines over the years that they might have taken because of the uh, of the spectators. Um, they don't want to, you know, they may come to a tee shot. And none comes to mind right off the bat, but um, 13 is, is a possibility that they think they can drive it over that dog leg and be down there and have a better shot. Well, guys will back away from that because they don't want to take the chance when spectators are there. But, you know, it's a whole different game this coming week. A lot of people are looking at Matthew Wolf, the man who just kills it like DeChambeau, and they think his length will help him. Again, he doesn't have much uh, experience at the Masters, at Augusta National. We'll see how he does, you know, come Thursday and Friday. For sure, then if he gets in contention, we'll see what he's made of um, on the final two days. Um, what else? I mean, we could talk about the possibilities um, forever, but um, those are the guys who are getting a little little notice going in. Um, you know, there are 96 players in the field. Um, a lot of those 96 don't have a chance to win. I'd be shocked if this was a year when a guy like Danny Witten or uh, Charles Schwarzenegger, not Schwarzenegger, Charles Schwarzel, um, if they win, because there's going to be an uncomfortable feeling for everybody, including the players, about playing during the COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic, uh, 
playing with no fans, playing a different golf course. Um, but that's the way it is, and it'll be. I think it's going to be very interesting to see who comes through and, and wins this thing. Um, the the broadcast schedule and your ability to watch the Masters this year is a little different. Um, you may remember in the past that they had a very limited window that the folks at Augusta National uh, decided to uh, allow you to see. I believe they used to come on Thursday and Friday at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock and would stay on till 6.30 maybe or maybe 7. Well, now, of course, things are all different because of uh, darkness. It gets dark about 5.30 in Augusta at this time of year. So, the tournament will be on ESPN uh, Thursday and Friday from 1 to 5.30. Then Saturday, it's going to be a little different as well. It'll be on from 1 to 5 on CBS, which is, you know, longer than they've normally done it. Sunday, it's that funky uh, early start because of CBS and their NFL games. So they'll start at 10 a.m. and hope to be done by 3. If there's a playoff, hopefully that'll be enough time to allow that to happen and the guys not having to, eat, A, uh, play in the dark, and B, come back out Monday to finish. But this year they have expanded their coverage on different platforms. And without trying to go through all that, you can go online at masters.com. Um, there are several places where you can go and find where you can um, get online and, and watch um, specific groups, all that kind of stuff. So check that out. Uh, I'm imagining they're going to have big ratings for this whole week. College game day is going to be there on Saturday, um, which is, <laughs> that's going to be strange. I, I, I'd love to have sat in on the meetings when that idea was brought up. You know, bringing in that set and um, Lee Corso and the hats and all that stuff. Um, but it's going to be located over on the Par 3 course since there will be no Par 3 uh, tournament this year. Anyway, lots of stuff to talk about. And um, we've got two guests uh, coming up who have some experience at Augusta National. Neither one of them have played in the tournament, but they've seen a lot of Masters. And I'm referring to Bob Ford, the longtime pro at Oakmont, who is now the general manager and pro at Seminole Golf Club in Florida, and um, uh, the Polish Prince of Prognostication is uh, going to join us this, uh, this morning and you know give you some ideas about if you're into um, playing for entertainment only, of course, uh, 
you're interested in making some wagers, uh, he's going to provide you some ones you may not have thought about. We'll get to that after our first break of the day. You're listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.